Before we begin our Torah study, let's pray together. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, asher kitshanu b'mitzvotav etzivanu l'asok b'divrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. Thank you. Today we live in a biblically prophetic time. We are witnessing tremendous change all over the world. Humanity is shaking right now. And if anyone thinks he can avoid the difficulties or trials happening around, he is very much mistaken. The whole world, all the inhabitants on this earth, will be affected by the events described in the Bible. I would like to read a few places. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. It is a very short place of Scripture, but so important for us. 2 Timothy 3, 1. It begins like that. But understand this. It is the beginning of this verse. But understand this, that in the last days, hard times will come. In the last days, hard times will come. Matthew chapter 24, verse 6 and 7 and 8. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must happen, but it, it is not yet the end. For nation will rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. All there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are only the beginning of birth pains. It is written in scripture that hard times will come, surely, no questions. It is said that there will be wars, famines, natural disasters on earth. And no one can cancel this because it is in the scriptures. Of course, I don't know what will happen tomorrow and how our lives will change. But everything is becoming more serious every day. Every day. More and more we can see that forces beyond man's control shape history. And everything goes according to the prophecies of the scripture. I have lived almost all my life in peaceful Ukraine. And I could not even imagine that such disaster as war could come to my land. After victory over fascism, I thought that people, governments and countries had learned important lessons from history. But to my great regret, I see that people are blind and foolish and do not want to learn from the mistakes of the past. And perhaps the biggest problem is that people, thinking that they are wise and know how to build their future, they reject the precious gift of God's wisdom. And by rejection, rejecting the Lord and His word, humanity exposes itself to severe trials and unsolvable problems. I would like to read Romans chapter 1, verses 21 through verse 26. Romans 1, 21 through 26. And let us go in the scriptures together. For even though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or give him thanks. Instead, 
their thinking became futile and their senseless hearts were made dark. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. They exchanged the glory of the immortal, immortal God for an image in the form of mortal men and birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Therefore God gave them over in the evil desires of their hearts of impurity to dishonor their bodies with one another. They traded the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creation rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. And verse 26. For this reason God gave them up to shameful passions. The most difficult sentence in verse 26. If a person does not worship the Lord, he delivers a person up to shameful passions. The following describes the sins of the flesh. And we all know that lust of power, envy, hatred are also shameful passions. These sins surround us today, becoming predominant in the hearts of people who live without faith in God. We have so much grief on this earth because people do not want to forgive, endure, serve, and humble themselves. Of course, we cannot change the whole world, but we can start with ourselves. You and I live in the prophetic times, and you and I must clearly understand this and prepare ourselves so we won't be unprepared. Therefore, today, I would like to learn from our weekly chapter from the Torah. I believe that here we will find fascinating answers for ourselves. So how can we prepare ourselves? Where can we get God's wisdom in order to live a valuable life to the Lord? So let's read again verse 21, the same chapter from Romans. They did not glorify him as God or gave him thanks. Verse 22. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Verse 23. They exchanged the glory of the immortal God for an image. They didn't glorify the Lord. It is the beginning of everything. Do you remember the previous chapter from the Torah where we read about how the Israelites built themselves a golden calf and said, Behold, this is the Lord, Adonai your God, who brought you out of Egypt. The lack of worship to the Lord, the wrong understanding of who he is, and the unwillingness to give him a place in their hearts and lives led to pride. And with pride comes a false sense of wisdom, false sense of wisdom, an attempt to build the one's destiny without the guidance of God's spirit. I would like to read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 19 and verse 20. Very interesting place of scripture. 1 Corinthians 3, 19 and 20. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in the sight of God. For it is written, he catches the clever in their craftiness. Verse 20. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise those who think 
that they are wise, that they are useless. Therefore, with all his intellect, knowledge, and skill, a person without the Lord becomes a fool and does stupid things that destroys him. So let us open today's chapter from the Torah. Where is the source of wisdom that the Lord speaks of in this Torah chapter? Exodus chapter 36, verse 1 and verse 2. Today's Torah chapter. Exodus 36, 1 and 2. So Bezalel and Ahaliah are to work. Along with every wise-hearted man, please remember, wise-hearted man, who, in whom Adonai has placed insight and understanding to know how to perform all the labor for the service of the century, according to everything Adonai has commanded. And verse 2. Then Moses called Bezalel, Agaliab, and all the wise-hearted men in whose minds Adonai had set wisdom, along with everyone whose heart stirred him up, stirred him up to come to the work. So, let me repeat one more time. Wise-hearted people. In Hebrew, wisdom is chokhmah, or means wisdom, skill, experience. And in these verses, we see that wisdom of the Lord is manifested in the ability to build the house of the Lord. This is the way how this wisdom showed up in their lives. In the following chapters from the book of Exodus, we will read that when the tabernacle of Moses was built, the glory of God's presence came down in a powerful way in the middle of the camp. That is, a wise person is one who builds the tabernacle of the Lord in his own life. A wise-hearted man builds the place where the Holy Spirit dwells, a place to worship God, a place to serve Him, a holy place in heart and thoughts set aside for the Lord, only for Him. And the true wisdom of God is when, like Bezalel and Haleab, we use our gifts, our time, and our strength to build God's temple inside of our hearts. The only way to be in the presence of God, of the Lord in the synagogue, is to bring God's presence with you. Prepare yourself. Be filled with the Holy Spirit when you will feel His presence. I think that each of us desires to be wise in our lives, serve God the right way, see ourselves and our children happy, and do the right thing so as not to eat the bitter fruits of disobedience. Therefore, there is only one way that the Lord speaks. All the men in whose minds Adonai had said wisdom, the wise-hearted are those who build the tabernacle, the dwelling place of the Lord in our hearts. Every person who wants to be wise in his actions and decisions and wants to measure his life with God's will must have a fear of the Lord. And the Lord did not leave us orphans. He gave us his spirit. 
I would like to read Matthew chapter 25 from first verse. Matthew 25. Here is the very interesting place of the scriptures. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish ones took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise ones took oil in jars along with their lamps. Now while the bridegroom was taking a long time, they all got drowsy and started falling asleep. But in the middle of the night, there was a shout, Look, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those real virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. Now the foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, since our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, there won't be enough for us and for you. Instead, go to those who sell and buy some for yourselves. But while they were going off to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who already went in with him to the wedding feast. And the door was shut. Now later the other virgins came saying, Sir, sir, open up for us. But he replied, Amen. I tell you, I do not know you. Therefore stay, Lord, for you know neither the day nor the hour. We need the lamps of God's presence to be full of oil in order to light, to light my shine. And we can remain vigilant and not miss the coming of the bridegroom. In other words, to have a burning lamp, you must carry oil with you, the Spirit of God within you. You must occupy yourself with the presence of the Lord. Whether a believer is wise or foolish, we can recognize by his behavior. The wise believer thinks about what he needs to do and how to prepare so as not to miss the opportunity to be at the wedding feast. He takes oil of the Holy Spirit because he is getting ready. Many people know that the Lord is coming to judge the universe and they will give an account, but they will be unprepared. So what else does this parable teach us? The first one, the first thing. It warns us that some things cannot be obtained or done at the last minute. It's too late to start preparing for a test when the day of the test has already arrived. It is too late for a man to acquire skill or, or, and wisdom when the tabernacle has already been built. It is too late. If someone thinks that I will pray and repent at the last minute, then you are deceiving yourself. After all, God does not need a formal prayer. Instead, he needs your whole heart, your soul, full of love to him. The second truth. This story teaches us that there are things that cannot be borrowed from others. The foolish virgins were not able to borrow oil when they urgently needed it. Dear friends, 
we cannot borrow a relationship with God. He must have that relationship himself. You must have it for you. A man cannot borrow somebody's character. It must already be established and maintained. We cannot always leave off the spiritual experience accumulated by others. Therefore, scripture warns us that we will give an account for of our lives. Out of the good treasure of the heart, a wise person brings forth good things, and an evil person brings forth evil things. The man of God desires to love his neighbor. He is a practitioner, not a theorist in the love of God. A wise person does what the Lord commands. And in conclusion, and the culmination of God's wisdom is wise service to God. I would like to conclude with Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and verse 2. So let us read together. Here is the message from Rabbi Shaul, Apostle Paul, to all of us. I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the will of God, that it, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Amen. Thank you so much. In the end, I want to remind you that if Beth Israel is a blessing to you, please consider being a blessing to Beth Israel. We will close with Aaron's blessing as we normally do at Beth Israel. And we will return to Brian and Deanne's home for a final song. So let us pray together. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Shabbat Shalom, Mishpacha. Shabbat Shalom.